welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Today, we're going to visit with Phil Mauser, owner of Daniels of Morgantown in Montegalia County, West Virginia. But before we get into that story, a little bit about our mission here at Positively West Virginia. Every week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. When we first started this podcast project back in 2017, one of the things we wanted to do was to encourage and inspire our listeners with positive business stories from right here in the Mountain State. To date, we've produced more than 200 episodes, and Positively West Virginia is now a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of promoting small business and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. You know, I get to see so many positive things happening in West Virginia business every day that a lot of people, quite frankly, never get to hear about. So my team at Interaction Media is working to change that with this show and this whole organization, this movement, if you will, so that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities. They're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here and build great companies and organizations right here in West Virginia. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done day in and day out. They're not just talking about it, they're doing it. And I'm convinced we can all learn from their experiences and most importantly, their stories. Once again, our guest today is Phil Mauser. Phil is the owner of Daniels of Morgantown. Of course, they're located in Morgantown, Montegalia County. Phil, thanks for being on the show today, ma'am. Thank you for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to have you on to, to learn more about your your company, your your store here in Morgantown. Uh, I'm a customer, and I, I and I still don't know all the details, and I'm excited to learn more about that. For those of you who don't know, Daniels of Morgantown is a Morgantown tradition. They specialize in high quality suits and men's fashion, along with the latest. WVU Mountaineer sportswear for both men and women. Phil has been with Daniels for 14 years. He started out working a part-time position for the store, but he loved his job. He understood that. And upon graduating with a degree in chemistry and biology, Phil had originally planned to pursue a career in dental school and go to school and become a dentist. However, he changed his mind and made that decision to create his part-time position into a career, to turn that position where he was working at Daniels into his lifelong career. For the past seven years, Phil has owned and managed Daniels of Morgantown. I invited Phil on the show today to talk about his company, to share his story, and to give our audience some valuable insight into the company he owns right here in West Virginia. Phil, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that very brief intro, and give us a little behind-the-curtain look into your company. Yeah, so I own Daniels Men's Store here in Morgantown, West Virginia. And I like to tell people we are kind of that old school clothing haberdasher. You know, when a guy needs whatever it is for an event, whether it be a tailgate, whether it be a boardroom meeting, whether it be a wedding, a funeral, you know, just a night out with his wife or girlfriend on the evening. Um, we can suit you head to toe, whether it's casual or West Virginia apparel or suit and tie. 
Yeah, that's awesome. That's that's a great uh, thirty second pitch for for Daniels. I love it, Phil. How did you you know? I, I kind of gave the 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 real brief version of how you got started in this business, but I understand you grew up in Flatwoods, West Virginia, right? Uh, you're a baseball player. How did you get started in the haberdasher business, the 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 retail clothing business? So I graduated from AB. I played on a baseball scholarship at Lawrence and Bros. Graduated from there with chemistry and biology. Yeah. And all I ever really thought about a profession growing up was to be a dentist. I had, you know, shadowed a dentist in the summer. That's all I ever thought I wanted to do. The opportunity came to go to dental school, and I quickly learned that being in an office in a small cubicle in a confined space, like I felt like a caged animal. And it wasn't, it wasn't good for my physical health. It wasn't good for my mental health. It just wasn't, it ended up not being for me. So I took some time. My parents were gracious enough to allow me to uh, kind of find myself, if you will. Yeah. And did some traveling, did, you know, did some things on my own and football season was getting ready to start, Uh, you know, and I'm grew up a huge Mountaineer fan. A uh, huge Rich Rodriguez fan, and so I needed to come back into Morgantown for football season. Yeah. So I moved back to Morgantown and started just on a whim working at the store just for Saul and just like a part-time thing just to keep me in town for football season. And it that was like 14 years ago, and I'm still here today. Wow. Of, of course, you mentioned Saul. That f- you're talking about Saul Radman, the the uh, the originator, the founder of Daniels, and he's he's right. sort of a fixture uh, in Morgantown business, especially when when he was downtown on, on High Street, and everybody kind of knew Saul, and now everybody knows Phil, right? And you guys yeah. are located on University Avenue, uh, just a short uh, distance from that that uh, original location down on High Street. But talk a little bit about. Um, Phil, like what, what drew you into, into this business? I mean, in other words, you know, you, you take a job, you're working, I mean, obviously you're a, a well-dressed guy, you know, you, you always have, you always look like a million dollars, you know, uh, what got you into that whole, uh, that whole line of work of, in terms of being, being able to equip, uh, especially men in their, their wardrobe? You know, I think it started with my dad, who was a federal attorney when I was a kid yeah. and he dressed really well every day. Like he was a suit, shirt, and tie guy every day. And it was easy to tell when my dad wasn't going to court, like he was going to play golf because he was wearing a pair of like golf pants and a golf shirt. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was a dead giveaway that he wasn't going to his office. But I just grew up, you know, my mom dresses really nicely. My dad, like I said, was always dressed well. And it was always impressed upon us. I have a sister that it, your, your appearance matters, that things are, you know, you can portray yourself one way just on a first uh you know first meeting by the way that you're dressed so we always were you know clean and and dressed really nicely yeah um so that's been with me since i was a little kid um so when i started working at the store like to put on a shirt and tie that didn't bother me at all that was easy for me to do Mm. and i've always kind of had a liking for it i didn't ever dream that i would turn it into a career and turn it into a business that reaches what we reach. Um, but it's just, it's fun. It's exciting. The people I get to meet in Morgantown and, you know, this whole North central annex of West Virginia yeah. is just really nice. 
Yeah, that's super cool. And, you know, it's kind of neat, too, just listening to your story because, you know, you started as a part-time position. Now you own the company. And, and you and I were talking off air that, um, you know, there's a there's a lot of pathways to entrepreneurship and business ownership, right? Uh, you can It can be a part of a family business. You can start a, a startup uh, from nothing and build that. Uh or uh, you can you can franchise, and that, that's certainly a viable way to entrepreneurship. But in your case, you w- worked in the business, and Saul said, "Hey, here's a here's a young guy who's got a lot going on, and he's a smart guy, obviously, um, you know, pre dental or whatever it, it, that path you were going to be taking." And you and you're like, "Yeah, this is an opportunity. I could own this thing." And now you're taking it, and now it's yours, and now you can direct it. And that's a great pathway to to um, to entrepreneurship and small business ownership. For sure, yeah. You don't have to – I mean, I think everybody thinks about business ownership like they started it from the ground up. Or like you said, they inherited it as a family business. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different things that you can do to get where you want to go. Um, I It was a timing thing for me, you know. Um, Anybody that knows Saul knows that he, you know, he, he ate this business, he slept it, he breathed it, you know, it was in his blood. It was, it's all he ever knew, mm. but it was an age thing. You know, he was just getting older, you know, you can't work forever. You know, you get to a point where you want to enjoy, he has a granddaughter that lives down in Georgia. He wants to enjoy her, sure. enjoy the beach. Um, you know, so it was a, it was the right timing thing with, yeah. uh, you know, somebody that, that understood the business. And I think he saw my passion for it, that you know, it would be in good hands to continue forward. Yeah, that's super cool. I love that. So, Phil, talk a little bit about um, some trends right now in your business. I mean, obviously, we're we're coming out, hopefully, <laughs> the other end of this pandemic. I mean, it's been 14 months or so. We were talking about that just uh you know, just here in the last hour, just talking about the, you know, the, the 14 month period here and now masks are coming off and we're trying to get back to some semblance of normal. Talk a little bit about what that's meant to your business the last 14, 15 months of Daniels and retail and, 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 and kind of how you guys weathered the storm, if you will. Yes. So, um, the 14 months was tough. I mean, as a retail business, we were deemed non-essential by Governor Justice, which is which is the right thing, you know, to do to deem a business that isn't essential, you know, to stay closed, to try and keep people at home, try and keep as many people to flatten the curve as we could when it started, because we didn't have any sure. idea where it was going. Um, so we closed March 19th, and I I really expected we would be closed for like two weeks. Yeah. And I called a friend of mine, Doug Scaff, who's now house minority leader down in Charleston. And I said, hey, Doug, you know, I, I'm closing my business today because you told me it's coming the following Monday, which would have been the 23rd. It was, the announcement was coming. And I just felt that it was the right thing to do. And I called him to say, you know, how long are we going to be closed? Thinking he'd say two weeks. And he said, you better get comfortable because uh, two months is is what you're looking at, if not longer. Wow. And at the time, my wife and I had just had our first child. He was 10 weeks old and I got to be home with him, you know, for, for two months, essentially, that I would have never gotten uh, yeah. in normal times. So it, that was a blessing, you no know, doubt, to start. Man. Yeah. Um, but then what I'm not a sit at home guy. Like my yard looked great um, while I was home. Um, But I'll tell you this. I got a call from my pediatrician who's married to my college roommate. And she said to me, I need masks. Can you make me some? And I said, yeah, you know, 
I took the stance that I was going to pay my employees to stay home no matter what. It was, I knew that there was this PPP being talked about coming down the pipeline, but I was going to make sure that they didn't have anything to worry about. So I didn't put any employees on unemployment. I took money out of my own pocket, out of my business account as well, to make sure that they didn't have anything to worry about. Wow. So I have two tailors, two master tailors, one's Turkish and one's Egyptian. They were sending home. She sent me a a pattern that she had how to make a cloth mask. And I took it to both these guys who are at home and I said, can you make this? And they said, absolutely. It's easy. I went to Hobby Lobby up there beside the Harley Davidson store and I bought rolls of fabric and <laughs> rolls of elastic and I took them to her and I took them to my tailors. They each made like 75 masks the first day. Wow. And I t- delivered them to her and she said, Phil, these are great. Well, so I started thinking. So I called Albert Wright, CEO of WVU Medicine. Mm-hmm. I asked him, do you need some masks? He said, yes. So I called David Goldberg, asked him if he needed some masks. So my tailors, like for eight hours a day, were literally making masks. And people would call the store. And I had calls forwarded to my cell phone. And I, I gave masks away. I gave things, you know, tried to help wherever we could. Mm. So I come in the store and I get a phone call first week of April, a guy calls me and says, Hey, you sent some masks to a customer of yours. I know the guy, I need some masks. And I said, okay, you know, I would love to help. How many do you need? And he said, (laughs) 12,000. I said, Oh, Hey, you know, like we're a men's store, man. I got two guys making masks. We're making like a hundred a day each. I said, there's no way I can do that. Jim, I hang up the phone with him. The very next call within five minutes was another guy in the same industry as this guy that said, I heard you're making masks for this guy. I need 15,000 masks. And I said, sorry, man, like, there's no way, but like, let me see what I can do. So I called a guy that I know on the West coast who has a connection into some of this PPE stuff. And we imported the first time 50,000 masks. Wow. And I drove them into Baltimore. I drove them into Pittsburgh to these big corporations that couldn't get them um, that wow. I just happened to have a connection with. Wow. And did literally didn't make hardly any money on it, but it was enough to where we could keep payroll going, you know, make sure everything was paid um, and that these people could get masks. So that's how I spent like the first two wow. months of of the quarantine was on the phone with a supplier trying to get mass in so i could help out people around here isn't that amazing you know uh it's very similar just listening to that story and it's the first time i've heard this actually but i i go back to that that same period with just my team here in morgantown and, and i i turned to them uh, it was on the 16th that monday of march and i said you know guys we have to assess what we have our talents our our skills our software, all the stuff that we have, cameras, whatever. And we just got to go out and help people. And it sounds like that's exactly what you did too. That's super cool. I mean, it's just, what do you have? How do you, what are some connections? How do you, you know, relationships and just help go out and help people. And that was, that's an amazing story. I love that. Yeah. I took my, so I keep a customer list of, you know, like my top 100 customers and I mailed out masks, you know, to just them and their family. And they're in different states. They're in different towns. And I just hmm. said, hey, I don't know where this is going. I don't know if you need these. If you don't need them, give them to somebody else. Wow. Um, just trying to help wherever we could. That's incredible. Until, 
you know, what I thought, you know, May 1st, May 15th, May 19th, whatever the day was like, okay, it'll die down and we'll just get right back to normal. It'll be like a flu season and we'll get right back to normal. Little did I know that just wasn't, wasn't the case. Yeah, no doubt. Wow. That's, that's good stuff. I mean, I just uh, really appreciative of your heart and the, the way you handled that. Super cool, man. Phil, what would you say, um, you know, going going through that pandemic, how did how did Daniel's fare? I mean, in other words, did you did you guys once you, once things started opening back up a little bit after that first couple of months, were you guys able to kind of get back on track? And how's business going right now? So you know, when we reopened, like, you know, April we were completely closed. May you might as well have said we were completely closed. Mm-hmm. Which those are two big months for sure. me because you have. <clears throat> Proms, which is a big season. Prom. You have the college WVU yeah. graduation, Fairmont State graduation, yeah. all the high school graduations, and then people are getting into wedding season. Yeah. And Father's Day, the, weather, weddings, Father's Day. I mean, that's just big. Yeah, those are those are big events mm. for us. Mm. You know, anything that a guy needs to dress up for, event wise. You know, weddings, funerals, job interviews, business travel, casual yeah. travel. Yeah, and all of a sudden, for the whole summer season, it gets wiped off the board. I mean. Mm. Guys weren't going into their offices. It was all Zoom meetings. Yeah, you know, people were thinking, wearing the pajamas, right? <laughs> correct. Yeah, you know, nobody's going to a wedding. Weddings were being shrunk from, wow. you know, early where you're having a bride and groom and maybe six or seven groomsmen to maybe just a bride and groom and you're getting married in your backyard. Yeah, and then exactly. that shrinks the guest list from 200 people to what seven or eight. Yeah, uh, you know, where we would sell suits or sport coats to a guy saying, "Hey, I've got to go to my niece's wedding." It's at the Greenbrier. It's the Stonewall Jackson. I need something new to wear. Yeah. Those events were completely wiped off the board. Mm. Um, So we were able to get the PPP money first. And, you know, like I said, that, that helped fill the gap that helped, you know, keep everything going long enough to where business could rebound a little bit. It gets us through June, July, and August. Um, and then you think, okay, yeah, football season's right around the corner. Yeah. That's where we, you know, really excel because of our West Virginia gear. Yeah. Um, alumni coming back in town that know the store from when they were here before. They know it because they bought here before and they come back into town for football season. All of a sudden, instead of 60,000 Mountaineer fans coming into town, you have three, 4,000 people. You know, I mean, the stadium, yeah. they, I think they maxed out at like 11 or 12,000 people. So yep. even then, when you're expecting to do business, it's still kind of just really soft. Yeah, yeah. And you guys are known in part for your West Virginia apparel. I mean, you guys have probably the largest and most beautiful selection of uh, of men's apparel. For I mean, everything from jackets to pullovers to yep. polo shirts and everything and socks. I mean, you name it, bow ties, whatever, whatever you need. And uh, that uh, that's uh, that's. I just think about the impact that must have had. And so you've got to be looking forward to, you know, this reopening right now. It's got to, what, what I want to ask you is, you know, what's the thing you're most excited about right now, Phil? Um, optimistically, I'm most excited just for truly the comfort of people to, that have been nervous, whether it be just because their health's compromised, maybe they have a family member's health is compromised, just the optimism of them being that, feeling like they can go out yeah. and that a lot of people have just held up and said, I'm not going out until I feel comfortable. Yeah. So I think there's a whole lot more people just feeling comfortable enough to go out and say, I'm ready to travel. I'm ready to go to my office. I'm ready to go to a wedding or an event because I haven't done that 
because I want to take care of myself. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's good stuff. What's the geographic area that Daniels of Morgantown serves? Where do your customers come from? Um, you know, obviously Morgantown's really great to our business yeah. and all the way down 79 corridor, truly like, you know, Clarksburg, Fairmont, Bridgeport is really good. And then all the way really down into Charleston. Um, you know, we get a lot of people that come back to Morgantown for law school, like CLE meetings, you know, the continuing education. Um, since we're right next to the law school, they, they stop in and say, Hey, I haven't, haven't bought anything in a while, you know, and it's, it's convenient for them to shop here because Morgantown has so many opportunities to come back into it, yeah. whether it's for sports or education. Um, so the 79 corridor is really good, um, for us. Yeah. And the, the location I mentioned, you're on university Avenue there. Uh, like you said, just, uh, kind of like in the Evansdale campus, right in the center, you're close to all the medical facilities, uh, close to the law school and, and close to downtown, obviously too, uh, right there on campus. I think that's, that's a cool, cool thing. How's, how's that location working for you guys? It's been, it's been really good. It's, it's business has really picked up because of it. Yeah. Um, it's just really good. It's really easy to get here. We have parking right next door, which is one of the big things about leaving downtown. Yeah. Um, you can park just a, pretty much at the door. I mean, really. You're exactly right. You yeah. can park right at the door. Um, so it made it really nice to move to this location. We're closer to the med center. We're closer to Mon. We're closer to Ruby. We're closer to health science center. We're closer yeah. to law school. Yeah. Everything where professionals are now, we're closer to this end of town. Yeah, that's cool. How many employees do you have? Uh, right now we have six employees. Oh, very cool. Well, Phil, you know, you've been in this business a number of years. You've been the owner for seven. What's the best moment you've had in business so far since you've been the owner? You know, I think, so I'm a sports guy. Yeah. I love Mountaineer sports. <laughs> I love, you know, I, I'm a fan first and foremost. I'm a Mountaineer fan. Yeah. Um, so I, it's easier to remember things that deal with, sports just because i'm a i'm a sports guy um when dana was here when coach Holgerson was here he and i became really really friendly and he initiated this program that we dressed the whole entire football team for their road trips so when they went on the road they would wear coat pants shirt and tie with a pair of dress shoes and really travel you know first class which was which was neat getting to meet all the kids but the stories that don't come out, and I called Dana to tell him, we had kids that stopped back in the store to thank us because they had like job fairs at the mountain lair that these kids would wear their outfits to this job fair. And several of them got job interviews, which led to jobs that, you know, because these guys, most of them don't play professionally. Um, and a lot of them come from backgrounds where they don't have anybody that they can call and say, Hey, I've got a job interview. I need, I need a suit. That's just not in the cards for some of them. So yeah. for them to be able to get dressed up and look like they're ready for the job interview, that to me is one thing that'll stick with me that, that Dana did while he was here, that never made the papers, that never made it out in the media, um, uh, that he was helping kids get ready for that next level. And he wow. always told me for the first few years I was here, you know, I got kids ready Monday through Friday to play for Saturday. And it started to wear on him that he wasn't doing enough for the rest of their career. 
So he said, you know, I get them for four years. I'm now trying to get them ready for whatever that next stage in life wow. is for him. That's a pretty cool story, man. And I, I appreciate the fact that, you know, the role that you played in that too, you know, and helping. That had to be a daunting task to help that many uh, players to, to, just to look good, you know. And uh, obviously you, you have extreme talent and you got a great team of people there, but I think that's that's pretty neat uh, neat part of the puzzle that you played as well. Very important role. What's the what's the contrast of that? What's the worst moment you've had in business uh, since you've been the owner of Daniels? Yeah, I don't know that there's one moment, but any time that a customer is disappointed, yeah. whether it be, you know, a fit issue or a wedding where something goes awry, like the hem comes out of the rental trousers, any any time that somebody's disappointed in their in their what they feel has been their product or the service, yeah, um, wears on me. I don't I don't like that. Yeah. I, I just I want everybody to come in here through the door, whether they're buying a pair of socks or they're buying a made to measure suit to think that was a really good experience. Next time I need something else, that's where I want to go back to. Yeah, that's good. Good stuff. And I appreciate that, uh, that takeaway. I want to mention our sponsors that we have for the Positively West Virginia podcast, Phil, and they include the State Journal, WVNews.com and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia. Our guest once again today is Phil Mauser. He's the owner of Daniels of Morgantown in Montegalia County. Phil, I want to get right back into it. What's the vision you have long term? for Daniels? Um, you know, so Daniels has been in Morgantown 58 years. Wow. I mean, think about that, 58 years. I mean, that's that's hard for businesses to do this day and age. Yeah, um, no doubt. Especially in a retail environment where really anything that you want, you can buy it sitting on your couch and it can be delivered to you in the next day if you want to pay the shipping or two to three days. I mean, yeah. it's really easy to, to have things delivered to you at home. I... I want this store to be like the go-to when a guy needs something and he knows he's going to get good service, whether it be a golf shirt for the weekend or, you know, a tuxedo for his wedding or his daughter's wedding. Um, I want it to be first of mind that when I know when I go there, I'm going to get it. Even if I don't know what it is I'm looking for, I know that they'll steer me in the direction with what I'm supposed to wear and how it's supposed to fit. And I know when I leave there, I'm satisfied with what I've purchased. Yeah. And so I want to continue that moving forward. What's the typical customer? Are they folks who appreciate, you know, the finer clothes and, you know, how a suit fits? Or are they people that, you know, are they men basically come in there and say, hey, my wife sent me in here because I got this thing that I got to go to. I mean, is yeah. it around the gambit? Yeah. You know, we get we get both. We, I mean, truly, we get both. We get guys that bring in a wedding invitation that says, you know, attire is country chic because the people are getting married in a barn. Yeah. <laughs> What's that mean? You know, and, you know, what does black tie optional mean? You know, can I wear a Navy suit to a black tie optional kind of meeting Yeah. Uh, or to an event? Yeah. Um, so we get the guy that doesn't have any idea what he needs to wear or what he wants to wear. But then we also get the guy that, Hey, this is the brand I like. This is the way I know I want it to fit. We've done it before. This is this is what I want. Um, so we kind of get both sides of it. We get guys that are going to the Greenbrier for the first time and say, 
I know it says that I have to wear a tie in the main dining hall, but do I really have to wear a tie in the main? <laughs> dining hall? You know, there's just a lot of questions in, in fashion. And, and I don't think some guys want to admit that they, I don't think they want to admit that they like the way that the good clothes and a good fit makes them feel because it's not macho. Um, so they just kind of let somebody else handle it. And that's, that's why we're here. Yeah, that's good stuff. Phil, what are some of the, the trends? I mean, obviously we talked a little bit about, you know, people working from home in their pajama bottoms and a you know, shirt and tie, uh, you know, for a meeting or whatnot. But what are some of the trends you're seeing right now uh, as it relates to men's fashion? So we're I, truly, Jim, I think we're seeing a return to getting dressed up because guys haven't dressed up for so long. And we're we're busy right now with new suits and new sport coats, dress shirts for guys because they haven't purchased anything in 14, 15, 16 months or, or longer because they haven't had the need for it. Yeah. Now, during this COVID, some guys have put on weight. Some guys have lost weight because they've changed up their routines. Yeah. Um, so we're seeing drastic weight changes from customers that we've had for years because their routine was mixed up over the last 15 months. Yeah. So. It's, they just have some things that don't fit or don't fit the way they want it to. Um, but we're seeing a real return to getting dressed up. Yeah, I uh, I hear you. You know, me personally, I, I I don't know the last time that I put a suit on. Yeah, right. it was you know uh, it was probably February of last year. You know, but uh, that's kind of crazy when you think about it. You know, because I, I I'm kind of old school too. Like you're like you're you were talking about your dad. I mean, I remember when I first started in business. Um, when I worked at the Dominion Post in Morgantown, uh, I mean, it was it was suit and tie every day. You know, it was like I was a you know throwback newspaper man back in the day, hitting the streets as as an ad rep. You know, and uh, and I and now I think about that those days. I'm like, man, that was I, I spent a lot of time you know in a suit. And uh, nowadays it's like, you know, golf pants and a golf shirt or sweater or something like that. But I, 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 I hear you and I, I'm with you on that. I think there's, we're going to see a resurgence of that. And so get ready for those, uh, those suit buyers coming back yeah. into the marketplace for sure. I, one thing that I'm, I'm curious about, Phil, is how do, you, how do you attract new customers? How do you get people to know about Daniels? You guys have been in business for 58 years. How do you get, let po- folks know that, hey, we're here, we're still here, we're, we're cutting edge, we've got all the latest things and you know, that kind of thing? So we try and do a lot of things uh, you know, in advertising. You know, social media is, in my opinion, especially, especially for me, because we're such a visual business. Yeah. You know, you can scroll through Facebook or Instagram and if a shirt catches your eye, you're like, Oh, I like that. Mm. You know, we're not selling a service per se on, on social media. We're selling garments. We're selling a West Virginia knit, a sport coat, a look. And it's very easy to catch somebody's eye when they're scrolling, if they like it. Um, so social media advertising for us is huge. Huge. Um, we partner up with services through both hospitals. Um, when, Mm. When they get new employees, you know, we try and welcome them to town. Um, when the university gets new employees, we try and, and reach out to them. You know, the legislature, anybody who's wearing ties, you know, we have a great constant contact email list that we just, you know, touch out, you know, and say, hey, we're here. You know, is there anything you need? But I also am really good at picking up the phone and calling customers that I haven't seen in a while just to say, hey, is there anything we can help you with? You know, do you have any events coming up? Just, it's just 
anything we can do to reach out to, to customers that we know have events, that's where we try and live. Yeah, being proactive. For sure. Yeah, that's one yeah, of... Uh, this Steve- day and age... If you're reactive, you're you're almost behind. Too late. Yep. That, yeah. Stephen Covey in his famous book Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. That's one of his uh, the habits you have to to nurture and embrace is being proactive. And you you guys do a fantastic job on social media. I was looking at your Facebook page earlier today, and it's just awesome. And you have all these inspirational ideas, and you know you put the whole outfit there in a, in a photograph. And how many guys come in and say, "I want that right there. That looks awesome." It happens. Yeah, Truly, it, yeah. it happens a lot. Yeah, well, you guys do a great job, and uh, my hat's off to you for that. Uh, what's, Phil, what's one of the biggest challenges you face right now? Um, you know, I would say one of the biggest challenges truly is the Internet because, mm. you know, every company wants to sell to their customer. You know, whether, you know, I want to sell to my customer, but also Tommy Bahama wants to sell to their customer. Yeah. You know, Johnson & Murphy is footwear that we carry yeah. and shoes and belts. They want to sell to their customer. Um, so that's a challenge. And, you know, having having a workforce that goes back to work mm. is a challenge. Mm. And you know, I know there's a lot of talk right now in the media about is unemployment, is the, is, is the unemployment wage too high? Is it keeping people home from work? Is it, you know, not, not expanding our workforce? And I said something to a gentleman the other day, I'm, I'm, I'm always actively looking for a really good salesperson. Mm -hmm. And I don't know that this unemployment, I haven't noticed that I'm not getting as many offers of people wanting to come in to join our, our team here. Yeah. And they said, yeah, but you're looking at it the wrong way. There's a lot of business owners that are having to work more that are your customers because they don't have the employees that can cover their shifts. Mm. And so I think that's, that's truly an issue as well. Yeah. Yeah. That's good insight. Sometimes you just have to look at the, the, the problem and, maybe a different lens or from a different angle and you can have a real appreciate appreciation for that. Phil, you're, you're a guy that's uh, like, you know, I I love your story and I love how you came about becoming the owner of Daniels. You're a guy who grew up in Flatwoods, West Virginia, and you're still here in West Virginia. And we need more people like you leading businesses, leading companies, doing great jobs, wanting to provide a level of service that keeps your customers happy going that extra mile to stay here in the state. And I love that. That's that's part and, and parcel of why we started this podcast in the first place years ago is to keep our young people here. What's one piece of advice you would give to a young person who might have a little entrepreneurial tug at their heart? What's one, pe- what's one thing you would say to them to say, hey, this is how you do it? I, I would tell them first and foremost, it's not easy. And like <laughs> anybody that tells you that it's easy isn't, they, they got lucky. I mean, there's a lot of luck involved in it. Or they're lying. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, I would tell them the, the biggest thing that my dad told me whenever I decided to take this business over is every time somebody comes in the store, they want to see you. Now, they may not want you to wait on them. They may not need you to wait on them. But they want to make sure that you're there, that you're involved, that you know what's going on, that you saw them come in because they're giving their money and their trust to you. So I would tell them it, it's not eight to four or nine to five. Mm-hmm. It truly is your whole life. And you, you're married to your partner, but you're also married to your business. Yeah, yeah, that's good stuff. I appreciate that advice. What's one thing you do every day that you think contributes to your success? 
So every day I make a GTD, my general to-do list, and I may not always make it through it. And there may be things that are on there for three or four days before I get to them. But that helps me to stay organized from the time I come in my store until the time I leave. Um, whether it's a phone call that I need to make, a text, an email, it's, it's a list that I make to help me stay organized every day. And it's nothing... Nothing technological. It's a scratch pad and a pen. And I, I literally, I take great resolve in scratching things off yeah. uh, that pad every day. Well, there's there's power in writing things down, honestly. I mean, For sure. yeah, I think that we, we get accustomed to putting memos in our phone and, you know, those kinds of things, but really writing it down the old fashioned way on a pad and scratching it off. There's, there's power in that. And uh, I, I definitely appreciate where you're coming from on that. What's one book that you'd recommend or even a podcast for aspiring entrepreneurs, Phil? So there's a book written by a gentleman named Jack Mitchell and he owns some clothing stores. So it really hit home with me and it's called hug your customer. And by far and away, it is what I feel like the best like customer service book that you can read. And it's not, it's not dry. It's not saying, Hey, here's what you need to do. A, B, and C. It is stories. It's examples. It's, it's about how he grew his business. Mm. And it just lets you know that people truly appreciate good service. Yeah, no doubt. That's never been uh, recommended, that book, Hug Your Customer by Jack Mitchell, but that'll be on our resources page at PositivelyWV.com, and folks can check out all the recommendations uh, from books that have been suggested over the a couple hundred a couple hundred episodes that we've done. So thanks, Phil, for that. I appreciate that. Now, uh, I'd like to check that out myself. I, I think about... Um, you know, sometimes these, you know, you read these articles or these books and their lists and they're kind of dry, but those stories like you talk about, they, they, they can inspire you say, wow, I could do that. Or maybe put a little twist on it and make that my own. Right. And I, I, so I'm definitely going to check that out. I appreciate you doing that. Phil, we've covered a lot in this interview. Is there anything else you think our listeners should know about Phil Mauser's story or Daniel's? Uh, no, uh, one thing I would like to say though, Jim is, yes. and it's, it's a point of contention, not, not, not necessarily in my store because I, I really do believe people are respectful. I, I, mm. I'm an optimist. My dad says I'm a guy that sees a glass five eights full and I'll argue with you that it's five eights full and not just half. Full. Like I truly am an optimist. I just want people in the general public to say, Hey, we've been wearing masks for 14 months. And so it, if you go into a store and they have a sign on the door that says, you know, for the respect, respect of our customers and employees, we ask you to wear a mask, even though that the CDC and Governor Justice has lifted it right now, mm. just just wear a mask. You know, it hasn't hurt anybody yeah. for the last 14 months. And you may not know what's going on inside that store for the employees or for other customers. It, and just be polite and wear a mask. That's that's what I would ask. Yeah, um, that's great. And if, you know, if, if other businesses don't want to wear a mask, I'm fine with that. If they want you to wear a mask, I'm fine with that. I just want people to not just throw away all their masks and say, no, Governor Justin says we don't have to wear a mask. I'm, I'm not wearing a mask. Yeah. That's, that's one thing I would like to have out there. Well, that's great. I, I think it's, you know, it's about respect, you know, and, and as a business owner, uh, you know, I respect the fact that you can, set that policy. You can set that 
uh, guideline, if you will, right? And, and we all have to just continue um, giving grace to each other, right? I think that's an important thing that uh, I think everybody's patience is a little bit wary right now, or weary, I should say. And, sure. uh, you know, but I think that is a great piece of advice. And uh, hopefully uh, folks out there listening will, will heed that advice too. Phil, in closing, how can our listeners learn more about Daniels of Morgantown and perhaps even get in touch with you? Yeah. So they can go to our website, danielsofmorgantown.com. Uh, it kind of gives an overview of the store. And please pick up the phone, 304-296-7202. Reach out to me. I'll, I will get on the phone. Um, we do a lot of office visits too, Jim. So if you're a busy guy, whether you're in Bridgeport, Clarksburg, Charleston, Weston, Jane Lou, um, Cumberland, Maryland, I'm actually going to LaVale uh, on Thursday to meet with a guy that I will – call you kind of pick your brain about what you what you're looking for and i will bring things to you to facilitate whatever you're looking for that's incredible great stuff to know we'll make sure that we have links to all that in your including your facebook page uh social media on the show notes section and the uh facebook live uh chat as well make sure put links to all that stuff and so folks go check out daniels of, of morgantown go go up and visit phil mauser and if you're in morgantown stop by and and pick up a couple things and uh just say hello and and uh, i'm sure phil would love to to talk to you maybe even uh give you some advice on how to look even sharper than you do you can look like phil i mean that pocket square the tie i mean just incredible that sport coat i love it man very sharp sharp dressed person so i appreciate that uh phil i just want to say it's been a real honor to have you on the podcast today i think um that what you're doing is really great uh i've uh you know since my high school days i shopped at daniel's and uh, back in the old days when they used to have the little alligator Lacosta yep. shirts, you know, and and, uh, and, and I knew Saul, um, you know, he was, uh, I handled his account as a, a as a rep, and I think that you've taken Saul's vision of a of a men's store and um, here in Morgantown and, and that tradition that's become and just taken it to a whole new level. And uh, I know that the, the the future looks bright, and I'm just. I think what you're just doing is great, and I I just want to encourage you to keep up the great work as well. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This was fun. Yeah, I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed getting to know you. I, I, I know you just on the surface, but I'm, I, I really enjoyed our conversation here today. Folks, any, that's... Any, anytime I can talk about my store in West Virginia sports, I'm all for it. Yeah, I love it, man. I love it. Very, very cool. Folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of companies and people doing amazing things all across the mountain mountain state just like my friend phil mauser of daniels of morgantown our hope is that we in some way in, equipped you and inspired you with this business story if you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show drop us a line on our website positivelywv.com of course we appreciate your comments and encouragement as well and you know if you feel up to it uh, share these stories across your social media platform as well and be sure to check out our weekly show, the West, uh, Positively West Virginia Small Business Mastermind, every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon, where we bring a panel of business experts from around the state of West Virginia each week to help small business leaders win. Positively West Virginia 
is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of advancing small business and entrepreneurship in West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team, including our producer today, uh, Hampton, uh, we, uh, we are grateful that you tuned in. And until next time, I'm your host, Jim Atuga. Stay positive, West Virginia. 